discipling and discipleship starts with a circle that I draw around my own feet. In fact, what I'm calling us all to is before we start off on anything, start with you, start with me, start with us. How can I disciple a community if I myself am not a disciple? Now, how can I care and love for people if I don't first care and love myself? To grow the kingdom, you know, I can't save someone, but I can sure come alongside them and point them to Jesus, and He will do the work. Welcome to the Love Serve Disciple Podcast, a show highlighting the work of the Salvation Army around the territory as we focus on loving, serving, and discipling those in our communities. Find additional information about this month's guests and resources at allforjesus.salvationarmysouth.org. Happy New Year, everyone. What is up? I'm one of your hosts, Major Matt Satterley, and here with me is my co-host on this podcast, my co-host in life. I always hate this part. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Major Jamie Satterley. I was going to ask how you're doing today, Major Jamie, but I don't know if I'm Salty. I'm doing great. It's a new year. We're excited about all that's going on, what the Lord is doing, not just in the Salvation Army, but through His kingdom and what 2024 has to hold for us. So I'm super excited today to talk with our special guests. You want to let the people know who we're talking with today? In the room, ladies and gentlemen, territorial leaders of the Southern Territory, Commissioners Kelly and Donna Iglehart. What's going on, Commissioners? How are you doing today? We're excited to be here. Happy New Year, everybody. All right. Well, we're going to ask you some questions about the territorial priorities. But before that, I do have a question for you. Um, Rank the order in which you love your (laughs) son-in-laws, greatest to least. One, one, and one. Okay. Thank you. One being the highest. One out of ten. You heard that here, folks. (laughs) Uh, Commissioners, tell us a little bit about yourselves and what you're thinking. I'm sure Donna has a great answer to that question. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Well, um, I mean, we've been officers 31 (laughs) years. Love it even more today than ever before. And that is an honest response there. Truly privileged still to this day that God would call us and use us in any way. Yeah, we're, we've been now in the territory a little over a year and a half, and it's just good to be home, and we're seeing great things. And the more that we get out into the territory, the more that we are with officers and soldiers and little children and events, our heart is so encouraged, and we are hopeful. That's the word for us. We are hopeful for this USA Southern Territory and for the Salvation Army. So, yeah, for us, we, um, you know, the Southern Territory is our home. We're like you and Jamie, two people who love Jesus more than anything in the world. We just love to talk about him. We like to spend time with him. Uh, We like to talk about him with other people and just engage in his kingdom. And so that's who we are in our DNA, uh, that we get to do it full time is an amazing privilege of ours. And to lead the territory at this exciting moment in history is just, it's really more than you could ever dream of. God's so good. We are now at three months into the territorial priorities. 
like, I think people know what the territorial priorities are, at least I hope so by this point. But can you tell us what you're excited about and how maybe you came to these territorial priorities? When we arrived a year ago, we soon began listening to what had been happening in the territory. It's an amazing moment in time because COVID had just had its big eruption here in the territory and the globe. And the Salvation Army, of course, not only felt the impact of that, but responded to it beautifully. And in some ways, that put us in a perfect spot for love, serving, and discipling people. In other ways, it, it, it kind of threw us off of our traditions which was also beautiful at the same time. And uh, the territory was beginning to kind of come out of the cloud of, of COVID and began making steps in a new direction. And we entered the scene about that time. It was perfect. So the foundation had been laid for us to kind of look back. The territory went through uh, some time asking the big question, why? You know, why do we do what we Absolutely. do? And uh, that was a great exercise for people to come back to the root of the Salvation Army and the mission of the Army. And from that, though, we began to anticipate trajectory going forward. And that's where we came in. And working together with Territorial Executive Council, TEC, we began to unwrap some of those questions and some of those things that they had worked so long and hard on, which began then forming some direction for us to utilize. And that was really the nutshell, the Mm -hmm. bottom line of the priorities, wouldn't you say? Yes, I remember just sitting at our kitchen table and we had all these papers around us. You know, we had input from soldiers and officers and we began to look and what were the words that kept bubbling up, you know, prayer, disciple, serve, loving. Yeah, and we just took that time and we gathered our thoughts. We laid it before the Lord, actually, Matt, right there Mm -hmm. in our kitchen. We said, Lord, just give us the discernment, give us the direction and the way forward. And then we took that to our Territorial Executive Council, and they grabbed a hold of it and, and ran with it. So that's where we are. And it's a new year. And our, I think our vision is that every cork, every command would understand and be able to grasp the priorities and even to the little children that Corps cadets would know and our junior soldiers would know and we would all embrace. We're already doing a lot of this. We're loving, we're serving, and we're discipling. And we just want to each year bring a a beautiful emphasis on one of these. And it's all going to play out in our events, just everything that we can to elevate and that, you know, it has to saturate down and up and sideways. We're privileged to be a part of this. And we're excited about what's going to happen. We just, yeah, I think we're we're just really hopeful that everyone can grab a hold of. I appreciate what I hear you saying in that loving, serving, discipling, this is who we are. This is who we have been, right? This is our heart as salvationists. But at the same time, recognizing that we can't be content to rest on who we've always been, but we're in a new day. God is calling us for more, right? More to keep going. And so I think figuring out how to navigate, you know, what what this new world, this new culture post-COVID, post-Christianity, some people would say in our culture today, how do we embrace who we are while moving forward in this kingdom? It's interesting in the moment that we're in because you have the nuns and the not yets, mm-hmm. uh, not yets, people who have uh, not yet experienced Christ and nuns who There absolutely is no base whatsoever about Christianity, about who Jesus is. 
And so in so many ways, uh, we get the privilege of going back in time and really kind of evangelizing right here in America. You know, a number of years ago, uh, other churches started sending its evangelists to the U.S., where for all these years, we thought we were sending people out. Well, America and really first world across the world is a great place for evangelism these days because it's the kind of the mindset we don't need him, right? We have what we need. We can create what we want. We can do as we will. And so there's not a space in my life. I'm too busy for, for Christ and Christ-centered things. And so enters the church, certainly enters the Salvation Army into this new paradigm, which is amazing opportunity for us all. And the unique blending of the mission of the Army uh, gives us equal and power compared to other churches. It's not just spoken word, right? It's the doing, which uniquely fits us for the church in America. So it's, it's a really great opportunity for us, I think, of, as we can see it like that and stop looking so far back. You know, I love the Salvation Army in 1865. I'm sure it was amazing. My big fear is that William Booth could come back today and still recognize the Salvation Absolutely. Army, right? Yes, We've sir. heard that. You've said that. What is new? How's the Salvation Army going to take on its, its mission in the 21st century? And for example, one of the priorities of the 10 is evangelism. Well, probably not as effective today or opportunities there for the brass band to go out on the street corner downtown. And so how do you evangelize in the 21st century? You know, is door-to-door still work? Maybe. But social media certainly works. So there's different ways. I know you guys working in youth ministry now for a number of years, you've probably perfected that and given an <laughs> opportunity for people to come alongside this generation. And how in the world do you even tell them about Jesus? Well, sometimes if you just model that, and that's really one of the uh, the ways we're heading this year as 2024 uh, begins now launching out with discipleship, because that was one of the last commands given, go and make disciples. Sure. And certainly that in the Salvation Army is what, what needs to happen and what we need to equip our people to do. And under this umbrella of all for Jesus, I mean, who can't get behind that? You know, it, everything has to point to Him. Uh, we can do programs. We can do uh, social services. We can whatever, disaster work. Everything has to bring honor and glory to Him. It has to, he has to be the centerpiece, the focus of all that we do. And, and that is our heart as I know it is your heart as well. And if people can get behind that, this is, this is not simple. It's clear to me. There's a difference. And uh, I believe that it's just something that the Southern Territory can grab a hold of. And when they see that offer Jesus, they're like, yeah, I can do that. I can be a part of that. And, you know, ultimately, these are kingdom priorities. Mm, absolutely. And to grow the kingdom, you know, I can't save someone, but I can sure come alongside them and point them to Jesus, and He will do the work. So, yeah. the end of 24 and we look back over this program year, what do you hope has happened over this past year? Well, I think you have to go back to the Army's origin. You think about Booth and others of, uh, of that time and period. You know, their hope was to save the, save the world. You know, everybody for Jesus. 
at one point when the army launched out in Africa, it was Africa for Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. Every single soul matters. So I, I know that it's a big goal. I know it's seemingly impossible, but that's the direction that we want to go, uh, that we bring people into a working and living and loving relationship with Jesus. That is the most critical thing. Then how they work that out then is up to them. The Bible certainly gives some direction, you know, that we should assemble together, that we should be accountable to one another and, uh, and being disciples. It's no question about that. And so our prayer in the 2024 year is that, first of all, I become a closer disciple to Jesus. I want to look more like him. I want to sound more like him. I want to go more places that he would go. I want to be upset with the things he's upset with. And, uh, and while we do that as believers and as salvationists, I think I still have room in my personal life to walk even deeper, right? And so that's my hope when we think about discipleship. And that initiatives, Matt comes out in things like prayer. Wouldn't it be beautiful in your local core if you could have like a 24-7 prayer vigil and that you rally your people and maybe people who aren't even in your core but are believers in your community who could focus and come to the Salvation Army? Maybe their churches aren't doing that, so maybe that's a place the Army can lead in your local communities. And that's a relatively simple thing to organize, but that on your knees is really where the kingdom of God starts growing. So that's an example of one of the initiatives that we're looking at for 2024. You know, I've seen some beautiful discipleship groups and, you know, it's one thing to gather around a table and to open up the word of God, but to grow relationships together, to go deeper in the word of God. It's time to move deeper. It's time for all of us. My heart is for our young people. Just the simple Bible stories. Do they know them? You know, all those little things that perhaps, you know, the four of us grew up knowing have other things taken its place. And to maybe get back to the basics of God's Word for our children. That is my heart and something that I'm really looking to the two of you and the youth department. How can we elevate that? A child will lead us, and if our children, they don't know, and they're not going home and, you know, sharing with their, their family, then shame on us, right? And so I think we could do even better with that. I love seeing um, what the Corps are doing this time of year as we launch out into a new beginning. I'm really counting on our officers. I'm counting on our local leaders. One of the, um, the priorities is leadership development. And, you know, everyone has a part to play. And that is my heart as well, our heart, that everyone would find their place. They would find their avenue of ministry, whatever that might look like. And together, around a table, together in the streets or the marketplace or wherever it might look like, that they would know when they see the Salvation Army, it's not just a place that, you know, that sells clothes, a place that offers you know, something to eat, but it's a place where they can find hope and they can find Jesus. And I believe that this all for Jesus and through discipleship for 2024, not neglecting everything else, but certainly this emphasis on discipleship, this is the way to go. And um, I'm excited, yeah.
Follow-up question, and I'm going to push a little bit. What would you say to core officers who say, is this a new program? Is this, is, am I going to create something new? Is this a new thing that's on my shoulders that I have to do? I love that question, Matt, because it's pretty easy for me to answer that. As Donna mentioned just a moment ago, core officers are already doing so much in their local communities, and from Sunday school to evangelistic campaigns to youth programs. And so the initiative here was to come alongside some of the things that they're doing already and doing in many places actually quite well. And uh, one of the questions that I would sometimes get is, okay, so discipleship, we're focusing on discipleship in 2024. So then we just stop doing evangelism? Mm. Is that is that what you're saying? No, that's not what we're saying. We're saying, of course, you keep caring for your kids, uh, character building programs, Bible studies. Of course, you're reaching out to your community, trying to change your community for Christ. But what happens with this particular year in discipleship is we're focusing in four key areas that they're most likely doing already. And if they're not focusing, for example, on prayer, which I can't imagine a Salvation Army (laughs) out there that's not, but let's just assume for a moment that maybe they could focus more. Maybe they could develop deeper. Maybe they could go higher and ask for God, their expectations then this is a way for those core to marshal those ideas. And what will happen, as Donna mentioned, the territorial events will be focused on these areas. So there will be some energy in those places for things that they're already doing. In addition to that, as we know, in our territory, we have so many amazing resources available, incredible. And they all seem to fall in these categories that we're speaking of. And so we're trying to get those into a lane where they're easier to find, and easier to access, really. We're also listening to what's not yet. In other words, so if we're talking about prayer as one of those examples, is there a new initiative? Is there something that another church is doing? Is there a Salvation Army in El Paso doing something that the Salvation Army in Miami maybe would like to replicate? So as we bring more attention to those areas through the Southern Spirit, through podcasts, through uh, videos and the various ways that we can communicate that need and that particular strength, other core can come alongside and use that to their advantage as well. So yes, there's, they're doing the, some of the things, a lot of the things that they've always done, but we're trying to give them some extra energy and boost uh, in those areas that are priorities for this year. Yeah, I like the terminology that we've been using of a lens, right? So in a lot of ways, it's what are we already doing, but how can we, you know, click this lens into place and maybe reevaluate, you know, how does discipleship affect what I'm doing in character building? You know, if it's not already there, maybe I can find a new way to incorporate that. So it's not reinventing all the wheels. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just about changing our perspective, Mm -hmm. right, and the way that we... Look at things. And with that, Jamie, one of the things that we did, some of us probably listening will remember Commissioner Phil Needham's development, and he and others, it wasn't just uh, the commissioner at that time, the Southern Territories mission statement. And that still has great value, right? And so we wrapped everything around that mission statement because we're loving and we're serving and discipling all peoples, regardless of where they come from, their experience, uh, or how they feel about themselves. They all fit into the Salvation Army. And easily in one of these places. And so that all for Jesus banner, speaking into the mission statement and coming alongside what they're doing and what we can help them do even better, hopefully helps give direction. And I think at the end of the day, that's what a list of priorities does. Territorial headquarters, I kind of envisioned it as 
if you think back to an actual military moment, not like maybe current day, but you know, the general of the army was on top of the hill and they could see with the binoculars what was happening, where things were developing, where they needed more ammo, where they needed more people. And they would marshal resources to these different places. Well, THQ's responsibility is to help marshal and to see. The divisions are kind of a supply chain. They help make sure that the frontline people have what they need, the energy, the encouragement that they need to really fight the day-to-day battle. And the real battles are fought frontline every day in the core and the communities across this great territory. So that's where we're trying to give support to. Yeah, and I just want to come alongside that in that uh, we've always said the core officers are our heroes. Hmm. It's what motivates me seeing officers and volunteers coming together, board members, and they unite together auxiliary to bring that hope and to bring that helping hand to families that are in need. And so our core officers are the ones that we we really want to be able to share with them and to portray that message of we are with you in some way. And I know that's kind of hard to do from where we sit, but we want to do our very best and help them develop even more and give them opportunities so they don't feel like they're alone. And I think that is something that's very important to us as well. You touched on how it's not just an initiative for us to do. This is also something that every single one of us needs to be monitoring in our personal lives, right? If I'm going to be a discipler, I have to be discipled. Holiness is important for me, not just for what I'm teaching or what I'm leading, but for who I am. Prayer isn't just something I lead my people in. It has to be something that I'm engaged in. And so I think it's a great thing for us to remember walking into 2024 is these aren't just initiatives for things that we're doing for our people or bringing our people alongside, but every single one of us along the way has to make sure that this is what's going on in our own life. Right from the smallest junior soldier, uh, you know, local officers who've been in their position for 40, 50 years, core officers. None of us are immune to the kind of the ebbs and flows of the journey with Jesus, right? And so these are things that we have to be implementing in our own hearts, mm-hmm. right? They, it has to be who we are. Absolutely, Jamie. I have been sensing this for a while. There's an urgency. We need to be moving. There's an urgency. There are young people who are lost. They don't know which way is right. There are little children who are looking at us. There are single mothers. There are fathers who are maybe raising children on their own. There are grandparents who are tired. And there's this urgency that, you know, I just feel as a Salvation Army, we can't retreat. We have to lean in as much as we can. And that is our word, just leaning in. No more waiting. We don't need another program. What we need is to be the Salvation Army. We have everything we need. We have His Word. I mean, in, in Africa, we didn't even need a building. <laughs> we have everything that we need. We just need to grab a hold of it and move forward in 2024. The time is now. You know, Jamie, discipling and discipleship starts with a circle of that I draw around my own feet. In fact, what I'm calling us all to is before we start off on anything, start with you. Start with me. Start with us. How can I disciple a community if I myself am not a disciple? How can I care and love for people if I don't first care and love myself? Wholeheartedness is another one of those terms we use quite often. For me, that means it starts with me. And as a leader in the Salvation Army, as salvationists around this territory, it must start with us. And so I have to ask myself, 
what's my disciplines as a Salvation Army, as a Salvationist? You know, what is my prayer life like? What is my time with the Lord like in His Word? And for me, I'm trying to determine if, in fact, I'm making a concentrated effort. Do I need to do more? Can I do more? What if I doubled the amount of time? What if I did my Bible study in the morning and in the evening? What if I prayed for 15 minutes tonight and in the morning or at lunch? It's just the small little things that we can add to a daily life that really changes things. I don't think we can discount our employees. I mean, they have such a significant part to play in our Army. You know, I pray that they get a hold of this as well, that they can embrace the priorities and that they can just feel like it's not something distant, but it's part of what they're called to as well. So everything that we can do here at headquarters and especially in the core, our employees there, that they understand as well. And we'll be asking those questions as we go around in 2024, meeting with employees. We're going to meet with local officers. Do you understand the priorities? What can we do to help you? How can we be stronger together? We're about to wrap up here. One of the last questions we love to ask at the end of every one of these podcast episodes is like, what do I do now? Practical steps. So with us getting everyone involved, Commissioner, what are some practical steps that we can do to get everybody in our core involved, our volunteers, our employees, and to utilize the priorities? This is the money question, right? What do I go and do about it with it now? Well, it's the same with candidates. We've been praying these what seems like the audacious prayers. 50 for 2023, 50 for 2024, uh, to pray about it, to not just, you know, hope that it happens, that we have to be intentional about praying for what it is we want our core to look like, what it is for the growth of our young people, what it is for me personally. And prayer, I think, is a a big part of that. You know, we're all familiar with the just do it Mm. kind of scenario. But I would add to that, just say it, because how can I be a witness if I don't also communicate it with the love and compassion? And there's no question that the gospel is a doing gospel. It's a social gospel. You know, we love and serve because of who we are in Christ, but we also speak about it. We also share because people need to hear those words that there is hope, there is future, there is eternity, and there is today, and Jesus is in and amongst all of it. And we can celebrate those facts. I think that's a very practical thing, Matt, to just to ask, so what's next? It's pretty simple. Just do it and just say it. Be excited about it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Attitude. Attitude. So before we wrap up, is there anything that you'd like to share? Anything that's on your heart? Well, again, I just want to say how delighted we are to be able to be involved in what I believe is one of the most beautiful territories, if not the most amazing territory in the Salvation Army world. Salvationists of the Southern Territory are amazing people. They have a beautiful history and heritage, but we can't sit on our laurels. We can't just sit in the pews and hope people come. We have gone from a place where we invite people to a place where we seek. 
whether you're going for applicants of a cadet or you're looking for a summer service corps or you need someone to work at camp or you need someone to answer the phone. If we just sit and hope somebody comes, you're going to be sitting and waiting a long time. Now is the day of seeking and searching and going out. It's the Army 101. Pursuing. Pursuing. Yeah. Yeah. Adam, that's good stuff. Commissioner Donna. Yeah, I, I agree. I've never been more excited uh, to be a follower of Jesus than I am today. And uh, I just want to tell you both how thrilled we are to have you where you are today. There's a lot that's on your shoulders, but you're not alone leading our young people. We're with you 100%. And so, yeah, let's do this together. 2024, I believe, will be the brightest year. Our heart's desire is that men and women, boys and girls, find Jesus, and that they find their place in our army. There is a place for them. There's an opportunity waiting for our young adults as well to take hold of what's before them. If they would just take that little step of faith and trust Jesus, yeah, I think uh, God's going to do an amazing work in all of our lives in 2024. Commissioners, thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us, answering some questions and giving us a little bit more of the vision of the uh, territorial priorities. Uh, You've heard it from the commissioners. We are called to love, serve, and disciple. Now it's time to go and do it. And now it's time to go and say it and to have a good attitude about it as well. Uh, Until next time, this has been the Love, Serve, Disciple podcast. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. For more information and resources about the Salvation Army's territorial priorities, visit allforjesus.salvationarmysouth.org and follow us on Facebook at Sal Army South.